real as it gets. This is Nash Gruner, the son of Olivia Gruner, and you are listening to the UCW radio show in your face. The number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW radio in your face. Give it to me, baby. All right, welcome back to the UCW Radio Show. Thank you for joining us, and we've had a great start for the uh, for this new series, for this new season. Uh, we had the strength coach for a major NBA team. Actually, every NBA team is major, <laughs> you know, but uh, we had Steve Hess with the uh, Denver Nuggets, and we also had Wonder Woman on, Nina Bergman, and we have so many great guests lined up. And today's no different. I don't want to, you know, take a lot of time talking about a lot of things, but um, I need to let you guys know uh, that if you know to listen to any of the shows, all you need to do is go to ucwmagazine.com. Um, you can read the profiles of our guests. You can listen to the show. You can look at whatever videos are there. And uh, you know what we're trying to do. Uh, is a live periscope on some of these shows. Uh, we're not going to do it today, uh, cause we, you know, we have to, we have to, uh, technology wise, we have to be fully prepared for it. Uh, I think we got it solved, so, so we'll have it for the next show. Uh, but, you know, again, uh, to hear all the other shows, you can go to ucwmagazine.com and you want, and you definitely, you know, see what, what our guests are doing because we have some really great and inspirational stories that, you know, if, if you wanted to be inspired, be motivated by someone, just pick any one of the bunch and you'll get motivated by it. That, that is for sure. That is for sure. Okay, so now talking about motivation, talking about inspiration, talking about, you know, uh, someone doing some good out there. You know, me being a New Yorker, of course, I have to bring a New York situation to this show, and that's what we're doing today. Okay, he's an artist, a recording artist. He's a philanthropist. He he has this organization that is actually doing stuff for the kids, and I love it. I don't want to talk about that now. I'll let him speak about it, you know, but he's also a youth pastor. And guess what? He's also a former Harlem Globetrotter, all right? So, uh, this again, this is going to be a great show. So, without further ado, please join me in welcoming Harold Lefty Williams to the show. Right, Lefty, welcome to the UCW Radio Show. How are you? Good. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Oh, I, I appreciate you taking the time. I know it's been a little while. We've been trying to put this together, uh, but now we have the new, the new series, the new season, and I wanted to make sure that we got you on because you, your story is inspirational, and I needed you to share this with our listeners. There's no doubt about that. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Oh, no, no problem. I think I think the best thing that we can do, you know, so that our listeners get the full, um, I guess, the full effect. Let's start in the beginning. You know, this all started out in in, in Jersey City. Yeah, it started in Jersey City, New Jersey, man. At the early age of nine, um, I had a vision to to play basketball. Uh, come from nothing. Come from a single parent home. My dad was in and out of my life. Uh, I was mentally and physically abused by the hands of my father, and I just wanted a way out. You know, I found the milk crate, flipped it over, hammered it out, uh, hammered, hammered it in front of my house. Uh, it was a shack. A, a house had burned down in the back of mine, and I grabbed some nails, some rusty old nails, straightened it out, hammered it up, and there was my there was my basketball hoop. Um, you know, I'd be in basketball shorts with, with church shoes on or shoes that you'd wear to, you know, the prom or to a wedding or something shooting around and people would make fun of me, but I had a vision. Now, I wasn't that great just yet, um, but I still had a vision, you know, and, I, and that vision was, was to be great. I didn't know at the age of nine I was daring myself to dream, you know. Could have could have been in a gang, could have been, you know, kicking people's doors in or carjacking people, but I was right in front of my door trying to uh, work on my craft. Well, I mean, in Jersey City, easily, easily, you could have fell, you know, you could have fell into any of those realms easily because it's, it's right there in front of you, or it was. Yeah, it's right there in front of me. Yeah, it, I mean, it was right there in front of me. and it, it, Anything could have, you know, any, anything could have happened, man. I, I just wanted to change my environment, and I knew, 
you know, joining a gang or, or, or doing any, any, uh, involving myself with any negative activity, uh, was gonna, you know, delay my, my dream or my path or, or could crush it. And so I didn't want to do that. So you, you've been, you've been fighting adversity, you know, f- you know, all your life. Yeah, pretty much all, pretty much all my life, man. When I was, uh, 14, my mom was uh, diagnosed with cervical cancer, and she was given um, two months to live, pretty much. And uh, next thing you know, man, time and time went went by and by and by, and she ended up uh, beating it and winning remission. But it didn't look good at all. I mean, they were picking and making funeral arrangements and everything. And, wow. um, and it just it just it just was tough, you know. I was cut from the varsity team as a freshman in high school, and uh, went to a public school first first day high school. Uh, in Jersey City uh, in grade nine, and then I, uh, the mayor at the time, Brett Schundler, uh, had given me a scholarship to go to private school, and I got a chance to to meet a guy who pretty much, um, pretty much, pretty much saved my life, Mike Myers, uh, and, and he introduced me to Coach Tony Romano, who ended up being my coach, and then I got a chance to go to the Poconos and meet a guy by the name of Bobby Hurley, who coaches at St. Anthony's, and I mean the rest was history. In three years of high school, I was a thousand point scorer. Uh, 985 rebounds, uh, all-time uh, shot blocker in my school history. Uh, you know, and it just it goes on and on and on from there. It, it was just an, an opportunity that came up, and you were able to take it. Someone opening themselves, seeing something in you, and that's all that you needed for somebody to believe in you. Yeah, I just needed somebody to say, "Yo, I see something in this kid mm-hmm. that 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 you know that he either doesn't see in himself or." I know how to help him get over the hump. I see him working hard, busting his tail to get to where he want to be. Let me try to help him get to the next level. And that was that was, that was what I needed in my life. That's that's what I needed around me. And um, I was blessed to be able to uh, to be able to to be able to have that. Um, but I still had adversity. You know, what do you do when you're one of the best players in the state of New Jersey? And then here comes you know your last year of high school, and 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 you can't really you know, accept any Division One offers because you're not uh, NCAA uh, qualified because of your SAT scores, mm-hmm. you know. So um, uh, it, it, things just went rough for me, you know. And I met a, I met an Italian man, another Italian guy uh, by the name of Ted Fiori, who, who happened to be a coach for uh, Montclair State University, but it was a Division Three school. But even Dick Votel would tell you uh, the NJAC conference is one of the best Division Three uh, conferences in the, in, in the nation. You know, I, I call it the conference that has a whole bunch of Division One rejects because everybody can play easily in any Division One league there is. And um, I ended up uh, staying there for two years, and I transferred home to the same conference, different school, New Jersey City University, mm-hmm. under Charles Brown. And um, and it, it got better and better, and, 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 and I appreciated what the next level. You know, it's hard for a Division Three player to turn pro. It's, it's, it's doggone near impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, but I thank God for all of the things I've been able to do and I uh, got into camp after camp, you know, different things was happening, you know, try to get in this vet camp, that camp, go overseas, this, that, you know, played in England, played in Japan. I've, you know, I've been bounced all around the world, played in the NBA Summer League. Next thing you know, you know, um, I meet a guy uh, uh, who, who introduces me to Charles Tex Harrison, God rest the dead. You know, he just passed away early this year. Uh, he was with the Globetrotters over 60 years. I'm, so I'm putting it all together as a player, coach, and all of that. You know, his, his whole service to, to, to the ambassadors of goodwill. Um, and uh, I met him, and he believed in me from day one, man. I mean, this guy believed. But, but you know, one of my slogans is a delay is not a denial because I've been stuck in a whole lot of delays. You know, when I first met him, he wanted to help get me on. Uh, he got sick. He had a brain tumor. And he was in the hospital. You know, they thought they didn't know he was going to live or die. And so they ended up uh, not, you know, doing the deal with me. I ended up playing with the Washington Generals. And uh, when he got out of the hospital, man, as soon as he got out of the hospital, he called me, flew me to Houston. And at the time, uh, Walt Disney uh, or the Shamrock Group, which is Disney, uh, investment group, Shamrock Group, had purchased Disney uh, for about $147 million. And, uh, they, I came in at the right time and they, they, you know, they said, you know what, man, we want to name you Lefty. You know, they named me a household name and, and 24 countries, all 50 states, eight provinces of Canada. And, uh, it's, 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 it's really been really good to me. Well, let me ask you a question. I want to crank back a little bit, you know, cause you were talking about, you know, going through division three and, and, being you know, bouncing from school to school, trying to make it work. And during that time, 
Did did you and, and I know it had to happen. Did you at some points doubt that it, that you were going to be able to push through? Yeah, I did. I, I did. Um, I wasn't doubting me being able to push through and, and complete my education because now I look back at people and I tell them, "Look here, look what I got. I made it." You know, because you're looking at you're talking to a guy who's the first person, <clears throat> excuse me, in his family to. I uh, graduated from college with a communi- uh, degree in communications. I have a minor in business management. And so the, I, I never doubted the educational process, but the af- you know, you're a student athlete. Mm-hmm. I didn't doubt the student part, but I definitely doubted the, af- the athlete part because, you know, um, coming from Division Three, it's uh, like I say, man, it, it's, it's doggone near impossible. You know, no one from anybody I've played with had turned, have turned pro. I've got some, some of my former teammates or teachers or salesmen or you know in all different type of fields you know and um and 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 yet here i am hmm. and, and during that time when you had those doubts about your athletic uh future was there someone that you were able to turn to and and to, to kind of have them give you a boost and and so you can keep fighting and keep pushing yourself yeah outside of my faith i had my grandfather mm-hmm. and i had my mother you know, my mom always would speak life into me, like, hey, you can do this. And my grandfather, he spoke wisdom into me. Hey, man, if you have a time you're going to do it, you need to do it now. You know, he used to speak like riddles to me, man, stuff that I didn't understand as a, a you know, a 20-year-old, 21-year-old. You know, he said, don't let the grass grow up underneath your feet. Keep the grass cut and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't understand that stuff then. You know, tell me now. You need to do it now. Now is the time. Seize the moment. Enjoy it. And enjoy the process. And, uh, you know, we live in a day and age where everybody wants things fast. You know, we're, we're, we're flying from place to place. But when I grew up, you know, we couldn't afford to fly. We, 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 I remember us barely being able to have a car, and that car didn't even work. But the point of what I'm saying is, you know, we, it took forever to get from place to place because we traveled. You know, you wanted to go to North Carolina by car from Jersey. You know, it's a 500-mile trip, maybe eight hours drive. You know, on a plane, you can get there in 60 minutes, <laughs> you know, and people want things so fast, this microwavable thing. And for me, you know, it took time. I had to put that thing in the oven. You know, I couldn't put it in the microwave, you know, and, and, and that's what I did. I worked on my craft. I worked hard and, uh, it, it, it paid out, you know, it, it, it paid out for me. Well, I think, you know, the, the guidance from, from your mom and actually that, that, that kind of burning fire from your mom and that guidance from your, your grandfather helped to get you through this. And, and I, and I, I, that's why I wanted to ask that because everyone that is, that goes through adversity and that's looking to reach for their dreams, they, they have their doubts. Everyone does. But you always have that person that kind of like throws that life into you. Say, you know what? Yeah, I got this. I can do this. I can make this happen. I'm going to keep pushing till I get there. And you had that. And I think that more people should keep their eyes open and keep those people close to them because I think it's very important. I think that uh, you're right. I think that um, you you, got to be a type of person who knows how to cut uh, squares out of your circle. You know, my circle is so small, it's the size of a period, mm-hmm. you know, and keep the right people around you, man, and, and, you know, understand why people are in your space and don't be afraid to let them go and don't even question it. You know, when the time is up, the time is up. And, you know, if you find that right person, you know, who, who's, who makes an impact in your life, cherish them, mm-hmm. treat them right, treat them the way you want to be treated, you know, and um, in spite the day to day, you know, I, I value relationships more than ever. Uh, it's never been... Um, it's never been a financial thing for me. Yes, financially it's changed my life, but um, it's never it's never been that for me. It's always been, you know, uh, the relationship. I've learned a lot from the people that I've been afforded to be around, um, and I don't take it for granted, you know. And that's why I, I, uh, I uh, created my foundation to do the same thing to create what someone created for me. Someone looked at a kid. You know, who said, this guy's got talent, he's got the tools, he can get there, but he doesn't have the resources. Mm-hmm. And so if someone supplied to me the resources, and that's what I'm trying to do, supply it to everyone else. I think that, you know, we're going to go into that in the second half of the show because I really want our listeners to get in depth with that because you're doing some great things. But I think you make a good point, Lefty, that, you know, when, when you when you do good, are you are you you 
gets you make it and you push it and you become a success with whatever you're doing, if it's business, sports, whatever it is, you got to pay it forward. You got to go and and kind of lay it out there and then send that elevator down for other people to come up because you have people out there that are talented, but they don't have that person or that that opportunity to rise rise up. And you're you're actually doing that with what you're doing with your with your charitable uh, uh, endeavors, and I and I respect that, and I respect you for that, and we're gonna go in depth with that now. When you when you were playing in in in, um, in college, and you got that call because they were gonna bring you on to the to the Harlem Globetrotters, how did it feel when you not only got the call but when you actually you were in the locker room the first time, and you put that uniform on for the first time. Uh, that that for me solidifies success because you got to understand. Like I had already played overseas, mm-hmm. I had already uh, you know played with a previous show team, but it wasn't it, it wasn't at the magnitude of where I was. Right. And um, when I got the call, I never forget. Uh, I had just left the weight room. I was working out. I didn't know how I would go. You know. Um, I got the call and they said, man, yeah, we, we, we're looking to sign you and, uh, we want to name you Effie. I couldn't believe it, you know? And then getting in the locker room and actually seeing my jersey hanging up and on the back of it, Lefty, you know, I just, I, I, it, it, it made me remember the summers, uh, that I gave up, that I sacrificed being in the Poconos all summer long, you know, thanks to Rob and Bob Kennedy, the Kennedys with the Who group. Like, you know, I worked as a busboy in the kitchen to pay my tuition. I couldn't afford to be at basketball camp, you know what I mean? But, I was a kid who wasn't, you know, in trouble, and, and, and people looked at me and said, I want to help this kid. I don't know what it is about this kid, but I want to help him, you know. And, and, you know, your mind goes back down memory lane when you see stuff like that. And so when you're sitting in the locker room, you're like, man, this is, this is all, this is, I got, this is for all of what I've been through, you know, the sacrifices that I've made and that my family made. I remember my mom uh, took the light bill money uh, to make sure that I had transportation just to get to the Poconos. You know what I mean? Just stuff like that. It's the little stuff. So when you put on that uniform, you know, you're like, man, this is, this is, this is what it is. And I, I just didn't understand then that I was actually also creating history for what is now my family, my wife of 10 years and, and our three children, mm-hmm. you know, and they, you know, looking, looking up to me and, and my sons, you know, uh, starting to play basketball and stuff like that. So it's, it's just, it's, it's, it, you know, it's a feeling that you really can't describe, but it gives you chills, you know? Yeah, no, I, I do understand that, and I do empathize with that because you know I, I I deal with the same thing in my life. You know, your your mom, you know, seems like an amazing person. I mean, sacrificing for for your children in that way—that's what it's about. It's you you want your kids to do better than you. Even you at this point, you want your kids to be better than what you are. And you learned yeah, that from oh yeah, your mom. Sure. You learned that from your mom. You learned that from your grandfather. You know, you're looking for them to surpass you. You don't want them to be you. Be better than you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, be better than me. That's that's what we talk to our children about for sure. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's that's fantastic stuff. You know, and I just like the fact that you know you again during that whole time and you you do you're being a busboy and you were hustling to make it work for you because you knew you needed to do that again you could have just said hey you know what this is too hard can't do it it's just too hard you could have easily have done that yeah i mean yeah oh yeah for sure and not only just that man but at the time like not only was it hard but you got to understand like i wasn't yet that good you know when you're playing in a, in a community and you're used to the players and you start being able to beat them you think that you're it then you come out of that pool and you get put and get exposed to, you know, some competition greater than yourself. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, you're starting over. And now you're trying to, you know, be ranked or be just as good as this new competition. So, you know, it was hard. You know, you're talking about summers, you know, plural, not one, you know. I remember the first time I met Stephon Marbury, man, and, and he believed in me. He looked at me, he shook my hand, and First thing he said to me was, man, you got some big guy DA hands, <laughs> you know, and, and he put his hands up against against mine. He pulled up in the two-door uh, bins. He had slippers on with his hand one gear and, and, and his S chain, and, and I got a chance to hang out with him that summer and, and, and watch the development of, of his work ethic, and he saw the development of my growth. 
you know, and be able and just to be able to, you know, for somebody to say, man, that kid good and he's going to be good. But I didn't know what I had. I just knew I was athletic, I was talented, and I loved the game, you know. And and you you need that. You need people to believe in you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and it's beyond sports. It's in anything. You know, if you if you have someone, yeah, it's beyond sports. Yeah, because if you have people, just you just need that one person to believe in you. And and then you start believing in yourself a little more, then it kind of illuminates, and people start seeing. That's what happened to you. People started seeing something in you, and they, as you said, they wanted to help you because you drew that to you, just for how you are inside. Mm-hmm. And I know, see, you're a lot. People that don't know you don't know how good of a person you are. But I'm I'm letting them know and, and our listeners know how good you have you have a good heart man and it, it, it kind of illuminates and it kind of people just gravitate towards you and i love that stuff you know uh especially that yeah, no, i appreciate it and you know what that becomes an inspiration for for the next generation and that this is part of what you're doing and that's what we're going to actually get into uh during the next segment but what we're going to do right now lefty just hang with us we're going to take a quick break and i want our listeners to to, to stay with us because we're going to be back on the ucw radio show with harold lefty williams we're going to talk about day to dream we're going to talk about everything else he has going on because this guy is a major motive major motivation a major inspiration so just stay with us we'll be right back with you <laughs> There's a place I know where everybody goes. Kick their sneakers off and leave it on the floor. They all know your name, cause money don't mean a thing. It's crazy, it's sexy, it's cool. And the women do it things that you never ever thought you'd see.
Welcome back to the UCW Radio Show. We've been speaking with Harold Lefty Williams of the Harlem Globetrotters, former Harlem Globetrotter, and, uh, you know, his amazing journey. And during this segment, we're going to be going into the really good things he, he's doing. And just for you, you guys that don't know, he's also a youth pastor, and I want to get into that. Lefty, welcome back to the second segment of the show. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Well, let, let's start. Let's let's talk about your charitable foundation. I think that's an amazing thing that you're doing. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it's called the uh, Harold Lefty Williams Dare to Dream Foundation. Uh, Dare to Dream was birthed in 2007. It became a foundation in 2014. Uh, just you know, just trying to teach uh, the kids all across North America, uh, definitely within the United States, but all across you know, North America, Dare to Dream. You know, dig deep. And, and dare to dream. Everyone's played the truth for their game. That's where this come from. You know, well, I dare you to dream. I dare you to grab a hold of something that you, you know, you, you, you have no clue um, exist or can exist and go after it, you know. And, so and, and, a lot of people think that they need, sorry, no, no, a lot no, of people no, think no. that they need, uh, a lot of people think that they need resources to fulfill their dream, mm -hmm. like in terms of money. You do not need money. You do not need, like, you, you need a, a willing heart and a, and, and a great work ethic, and all those things come. You, the resources come, the money come, to help, you know, push you into your dream, mm -hmm. you know? And when you started this foundation, you know, and I, I know the answer, but just for the benefit of our listeners, you know, what was that, that spark in you that said, hey, you know what, I need to do this? I mean, well, my wife and I both co-founded it, and, like, I've, I've been wanting to do it forever. Like, this is just, like, I think timing is everything, but what sparked me was I needed to help somebody else because I know somebody helped me. And I, I do it all the time, but I needed to just, and I needed, like, a, a focus. Like, this is it. This is what I need to do. I need to focus on these, you know, group of people, you know, and, and, and grab these people and help them and then focus on these different group of people because it starts with, uh, basketball. There's something that's coming soon called the Lefties Cafe, and the cafe basically is pretty much going to fund the foundation, mm -hmm. and um, that's going to fund the Lefty Williams uh, Academy. Mm -hmm. So I want to start with the sport of basketball, but I want to branch out into other sports, um, helping other kids, grabbing them out of you know crazy environments, showing them you know what they could be, and then help these kids get to school and you know graduate with degrees, and and hopefully if they're good enough, man, uh, turn pro. Mm. And and you know yeah. it, it's it's interesting that 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 you're doing this because I mean this 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 is a lifelong endeavor for you. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. This is something that's that's a, a heart of, uh, you know at my heart. Uh, my wife uh, used to have a catering company mm -hmm. called Food by Design, and um, now she uh, she she's taking all of that energy, same exact thing, but we're pushing everything towards the foundation. So we're starting the cafe. Um, just, I mean, just to just to get it going because I don't really want to rely on grants and things like that. We just push putting all putting our all and all into this whole into this whole foundation to help these kids. You know, there's motivational speaking, there's dare to dream basketball camps, there's all type of stuff uh, that we're doing. I just recently partnered with uh, the Dave Thomas Foundation, uh, so it's, it's it's pretty cool. It's, it's awesome. And you know, the, the the funny thing is, is that you know you don't need to do this. I mean, for yourself, you need to, but you can easily, you guys, you and your family can live a really good life just being being how you are minus this. But you have something inside of you that you need to do this because that, that you feel like this is your calling. Yeah, this is definitely my calling. I think that this is my purpose. This is um, this is my destiny. This and and, and my team, but. Um, I believe that this is what I'm doing. I'm a motivator at heart. I'm, I'm, I'm a youth pastor. Uh, I think deep down inside, I've always have been. I think some things will change in the future in terms of titles, but, um, but uh, this is what I've always been, man. I've always been a motivator. I've always been a Christian. I've always loved Jesus. I've always tried to push other people to be better. You know, um, I, I can go into a secular environment and change that environment and not make people feel bad about where they are, but motivate them and challenge them to go further into what they've always seen. They've just been afraid to reach after, you know, and that's, so. that, that's that fear, you know, and so many people are afraid to take that risk. So many people are afraid to dream. 
because maybe they're afraid of what they may become or, or may, they may fail in becoming. But, you know, you, when you fail, that's only one step closer to where you need to be anyway, right? Yeah, I mean, that's only one step closer. What, what I like to call it the, uh, the corridor experience. If you're ever going to be able to get a dream, you have to lock yourself in the corridor uh, and have a corridor experience. What happens is when you step into the corridor, you have to let the door close behind you. If the door closed behind you before the door in front of you can open. But when the door closes behind you, we don't understand and we get we get claustrophobic. You know, the fear starts happening. And what I call that part is there's hell in the hallway. So we don't understand the hell that's happening. So much is happening and we, we start panicking and we start looking for side doors or secret compartments that can get us out of the corridor instead of digging deep and keep pursuing after the thing that's pursuing us. So once we get to the end of the corridor, the door will open and land us into our purpose, into our destiny, into where we desire to be in terms of, you know, achieving that dream. That dream. I like that. I like that. That's a good analogy. And then that, that paints a picture for someone because it is yeah. true. You know, people are afraid to let mm-hmm. go of the past, you know, but you got to let go of the past to, to move towards the future. You can't have both. You, you can't transcend. You can't, you can't have both. Yeah. yeah, you can't. And another thing, man, if I may add, is that like so many people, they won't see, they won't step foot in the corridor, but they're willing to step on the elevator. See, my thing is this: I saw the elevator, but I chose to take the stairs, mm-hmm. and it's for many reasons. Because on the elevator, there's room for many people. And everybody's trying to go somewhere and take so many people, but they they haven't even left the, the ground floor yet. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah. And and when you when you take the stairs and you keep climbing, you get tired. You know, you get tired. But you know, my grandmother used to live in the projects, and oftentimes the elevator would get stuck, and you you have no other choice but to take the <laughs> stairs. So you get to flight five, six, or seven. Yeah. You know, and then your legs start hurting. But you know, you got to keep going. Especially when you you're know, carrying you bags. Look- when you're carrying bags and the the, the groceries, man. <laughs> There you go, man. That's what I mean. But see, when you choose to take the stairs and, and, and do it yourself, you, you, you know, you'll only take what you need because you, you don't have time to carry all the excess baggage because you know that there's a long way to the top, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, but that's another story. For another yeah. Day. <laughs> yeah, you know, but I mean, I, I, see, I, like, the, I like the picture that you're painting because I, I have this thing that, you know, and it is true because, when you pass that, that exhaustion, as an athlete, when you pass that exhaustion phase, when you pass when that pain barrier, you kind of go to another state. You go, you kind of go to another level because now you're, you're, you're ready for what's going to come next. And if you're not conditioned, if you're not conditioned mentally and your character's not in check for what's going to come next, you're going to wind up creating a disaster. So fighting for it is, yeah. is a key thing. Yeah, yeah. Fighting for it is the key thing. You can't, um, uh, my pastor when I was a kid used to always say, uh, how are you? And I said, I'm hanging in there. He'd look at me, shake my hand, squeeze it tight, and look me in my eyes and say, don't hang. People who hang tend to fall, hold on. So I've learned to just hold on through adversity, through pain, through different things that come a blow, you know, come with me. You know, my wife and I have experienced different losses where we lost a couple of children through miscarriages and almost lost my wife. Uh, you know, they couldn't stop the bleeding, whatever, whatever. And, um, so, I mean, you, but through adversity, it's that mental conditioning and just saying, look, I'm a day to dream and I'm going to be great at whatever I do. You know, you, you put me in the jungle. <laughs> I'm coming out, you know, with a chinchilla coat. <laughs> you know, with a there you go. <laughs> yeah, you say, just saying, I'm going to do this. I can do this, you know. And so that's where the foundation part came from, man. It's, it's, it's our baby. It's our new baby. You know, it's our, it's, it's our project. But I've been doing it for a while, but it's now actually a foundation. And I think it's going strong because I've started to, to align myself with, with uh, other positive uh, charitable organizations that's, uh, that's doing really well, like the Dave Thomas Foundation. Well, you know, you know what's interesting? As we're going through the show, and I'm putting, I'm putting together a picture of, of your life, and everything that you've done has led you to the next thing that you needed to do. And it led, led you to the next thing. Even the, the, the adversity with your, with your wife and your family. And again, you know, uh, I mean, my, my condolences for that. I, I mean, I hate to hear that stuff, but you know, just going through that made, has made your relationship stronger and you actually found your queen. And I think that's fantastic. Because as a team, you guys can overcome anything. If you can overcome that, you can overcome anything. Anything that comes your way, you guys can knock it down. That's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, that's, it's, that's, that's, that's my right hand man. You know, that's my better half. You know, um, be, be, because of her, I've been able to push and keep trying to um, work on my my latest project, which is my my team. Um, I've tried so many years to find the right partner, the right investor. Uh, and then I okay, I've either had the person I thought was the right person, but just wasn't. They weren't interested, or I had people who were interested, but they just weren't the right person to align myself with. Right. And it was it was just under my my nose the whole time, man. And uh, and my wife just encouraged me to keep going. And then I found I found my partner, which was my agent, who had been with me, you know for the last 10 years or so, you know? Um, so uh, it's just being with the right person makes sense because uh, they can help you make the right decisions. You know, you, you can you can blow a door. You can be right at the point of a breakthrough, right at the point of where you need to be and to achieving your goals, and you can blow something. And, you know, I always talk, call it the three Ds. You know, it takes one door, one day, one decision to change your entire life. And so those are principles that my wife and I live by. And so she helped me make the right decision even you know, with uh, an investor for for my what's now my team, the Harlem Dreams. Well, I mean, I, I again, I mean, kudos, kudos to your wife. I love the fact that you guys have your own personal team with you, with you, and then your your children and everything, and you're making the right decisions, making the right moves, and you're doing good out there. I mean, I I, I love it. Now let's let's talk about uh, your team. Because we have, we really didn't get into that. Mm-hmm. You you brought it up. Let's talk about your team. Tell us about that. Well, then, uh, I had been looking for uh, the right person for years, man. I had this whole concept where um, because of, because I had the experience with a different show team um, that that you know they, they do great business and, and the millions, but not as great as um, the world famous Harlem Globetrotters. Mm-hmm. And because I had my experience with the world famous Harlem Globetrotters, I've seen both sides of the fence on how to do. Uh, how to handle business. And I said, man, if I had that opportunity, I'd do it this way. Here's the, here's a missing piece. Here's, here's what's missing. And here's, you know, and so I uh, did a little test run and, um, and, and took me a few years, but I got the right person in my corner. And, uh, you know, I wanted it to not just be a great team, a great group of athletes, not just be a great group of uh, entertainers, but I also wanted them to be uh, dream chasers. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what would make a kid look at this, look at this athlete and say, you know, not, not that I want to be just like him or jump just as high as him. I want to, I want to be able to do what he do, which is off the court. You know what I mean? Uh, admire also what you do off the court. And so, uh, you know, founded the team called the Harlem dreams, you know, you know, you know, again, I'm always about dreams. Um, and my team, uh, literally, uh, is, is, is a phenomenal group of young men who are hungry, who are in the game, and, and, and just trying to do just that. I uh, formed a great partnership with the Canadian military where we entertain the troops, the Canadian troops, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. Um, formed a partnership with World Vision uh, Canada, uh, Feelock Canada, and, and a few other, few other uh, people, uh, Zelo Sport, which is a board and game company. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's, just, it's, it's happening, and it's coming to pass. It's awesome. So, and even with that team, you're, again, Opening up an opportunity for for people that know, that probably would not have that opportunity. Right, right. They wouldn't even have that opportunity. Um, and and that that's that's one of the things that I'm happy about because I look at a guy. I can care less if you're talented, man. If you if you if you're somebody that the crowd won't like or that kids can't look up to or that they can, you know, I think that that your 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 life should sing a song and your walk should preach a sermon. Which means is, you know, songs are great. People like different beats and different stuff. But when you hear a great motivational message, mm-hmm. it makes you want to get up and say, "Okay, I can change now." Mm-hmm. And so when people see a walk, it, it it should make someone say, "Yeah, you know what? I, I I can do this because I just talked with Lefty and he he inspires me." Or he. Mm-hmm. And so those are the type of characters that I look for uh, in terms of uh, players for me, show players for me. Uh, and it's it's really good. It's not the start of something. Uh, two years in, but it's it's going good. No, I think that's fantastic because, you know, I, I can see you being that guy that would go to that Division three, you know, school where these, you know, you may have some talent, but they're not going to hit, they're not going to go to the NBA, that you would wind up grabbing one, one, of, one of them to give them an opportunity just because it was done for you. And I, and I think that's amazing. I mean, that's the goal, man. 
Yeah. That's that's the whole goal. Yeah. You know that that's 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 the entire goal, just to change change somebody else's environment, give somebody at a different level uh, a new reason to work harder. Yep, because right. now it says what what was impossible is now possible. Right. You know what I mean? And because they know you're watching. And, so. and and you then you can you teach them just by your actions how they can walk by faith, and if they keep pushing, they can make a lot of things happen. Pretty much, and I knew I was on the right path because uh, I got a phone call one day. I never forget the phone rung, and um, uh, on the other end, the, the, the voice said, uh, "Young fella," and I said, "Yes, sir." He said, "I see you." You're doing good, I see you. And that was none other, none other than uh, Metalock Lemon, which lets me know, you know, that's one of the greatest guys to ever do it. And for him to call me and tell me, you know, that he sees what I'm doing, um, and let me know to keep keep striving for greatness and keep, you know, keep putting my hand to the plow and keep pushing, you know? Well, when, when you get a call from Metalock Lemon, you know you're doing something right. <laughs> you know, I think that's, that's yeah. great stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean... And you know the thing is, is that when you call someone, they're saying the same thing about you. Oh yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know. Probably, maybe. I, I don't know. You know, I, I had a kid tell me uh, uh, that I, I was one of the guys who who he looked up to in high school and one of the hardest workers he's ever seen. You know, he's now serving our country proud in the U.S. Navy, and, and he says, "Man, you 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 are amazing, man." You know, I smile a little bit, so maybe. You might be right, you know. Yeah, but you see, you know, the thing is, you don't you don't have this horrendous ego, and you don't look at things that way. But I, I'm you you inspire people, and I know you do. And you have you have kids out there that look at you and look at what you've done. You came from nothing, man, and you created your little empire. Where you, at any given time you could have fell off. At any given time you could have fell off and said, you know what, it's too hard. Let me go do something that's easier. But you took that path that was that was less driven. You drove through it, and you opened up an avenue. You opened up a road, a highway, where where other people, other kids. I mean, kids can see it and say, "You know what? He did this. I can do it." Because it's only when when you see somebody do something that you can believe that you can do it too. But somebody has to take that leap, right. and that's what you did. Yeah, I try. I try to. Uh, I try to be a trendsetter yeah. and plow down roads that 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 has been less traveled, you know, and, and people, people, I've had a lot of people tell me no before, uh, before I heard yes. That's why I said one of my slogans is a delay is not a denial. So many doors were slammed in my face. Uh, and eventually I heard yes, uh, through my perseverance. Um, and, and my other slogan is dare to dream. I dare you, man. I, I dare you to, 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 to put it to the test. Um, and, and stay grounded, stay hungry, stay faithful, man. A lot of people are not faithful to their craft, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I was refusing to cheat on the bat, cheat on my basketball, to hang out with my friends. Mm-hmm. I was I was refusing to do that. You know, I didn't want to cheat cheat on my basketball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I, I wanted to be I wanted to be good, and and you know, I was looking back at it, and and it paid off. So I'm definitely appreciative. No, when when you when you believe in something and you you're committed to it, you're gonna see it through. You know, when you have you have a lot of people that are talented. I don't care if it's the NBA, NFL, golf, whatever it is. You have people that are talented, and when you when you're talented and you just lean on that, and that's what that's what that's your whole basis because you're talented. You'll never ever achieve the success of someone that works hard. The hardest worker is the one that's going to get things done. If you're talented and work hard, you can make magic. Look, look at Michael Jordan. You know, legend. And, oh yeah. And, and, and that's what yeah, it takes. Oh, yeah. But you've done that. You've done that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm one of the select few. It's easier to. It's easier to daydream about it than to actually go out and work hard about it. You know, and a lot of people, they just they rather say. You know, well, I could have been. See, I wasn't satisfied with being the best player in middle school. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't satisfied with being the best basketball player in grade nine because I wasn't. You know, I wanted to be. When I finished, I wanted to be really good. And when I when I graduated high school, class of two thousand, and I averaged thirty points a game, ten rebounds a game, five assists a game, three blocks a game. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm you talking about someone who was. You know, I, who who did great, and, I, and I've had some things where I felt like, man, why was I not a McDonald's All-American? I felt like I got pump fake there, you know. 
Uh, I, I played in the same uh, high school conference as Jason Williams. He went to Duke. He was third pick or second pick in the NBA draft uh, by the Chicago Bulls. He's now ESPN analyst. Um, but uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, I say, man, what, what is this? Is politics? What is this? That that? You know? Or do I say, you know what? I'm a Sean. I can get there. I can, you know, I, I had to take another road. You know, it goes back to the the car and the plane analogy, right? Mm-hmm. Where you fly and you get there quick, but then the car takes longer, but you get there. I had to take another road, another vehicle, another means of transportation, but I got there. You know, and and I, you know, and and I, I appreciate it more mm-hmm. because at any given time, I could have given up when it was a thunderstorm and I didn't have an umbrella, mm-hmm. or I didn't have a coat. I could have given up when it was a blizzard and I didn't have any gloves, mm-hmm. I didn't have any shoes. You know what I mean? But I kept going. You know, because eventually I knew one day my time will come, and my time is now. And and that's it. That's why you mentioned Jason Williams. And I tell you honestly, I have more respect. And again, there's no offense to him. I just, as far as respect, I have more respect for you and what you've done than he and him than and what he's done because you had to mm-hmm. actually fight for what you what you got. You fought for this. It wasn't given to you wasn't on a silver platter. It wasn't, oh, well, you're, you're good. Here you go. We want to bring you to Duke. We want to do this. We want to do this. We want to do all this stuff for you. You had to scrape uh, tooth and nail to get to where you are today. And that is the character part of everything. And your character's strong, my man. You're big time. And and I think that anyone listening oh, to the show, yeah, but I think anyone listening to the show, any of our listeners, you know, you're listening to this, you should share this, share this show with your kids, let them listen to it, let them listen to Lefty Williams, let them hear what you, what you got to say because I think it's important because more kids need to be inspired and know that it was done and you did it, it wasn't given to you, you made it happen, so that. You know, I, I I give you a silent bow of respect because you you earned it. Oh, well, I appreciate it, man. I definitely do. And anyone listening there, just don't give up. The definition of uh of dream is a series of images that take place involuntarily in the mind, which tells me that it's already there. It's it's there. You know, I'm talking to that to that that parent who who abandoned the dream at eight, who was dreaming of of doing something great and abandoned it and got off track. It's not too late. You know, you still can dream, you know. Yeah, I, I dare you to do it. You know, you, you're familiar with the truth of their game. I know you are. So I dare you to dream, you know, and it's your, it's your, it's your job, it's your opportunity, it's your time to, to accept the call, accept the, the dare. And there you go. Dare to dream, make it happen because Lefty said so. And you gotta make you gotta make that stuff happen. There you go, uh, Lefty. It was it was it was a great show. It was great having you on the show. And we're gonna we're gonna bring you on again because you have so many. And you and I talk, you know, off air, um, you know. But you have a lot of things going on, and we're gonna bring you back on to talk about the things that you have going on. And I really want I really want our listeners to get more in depth with you with these other projects that you have going on and what's going to be happening down the road. Um, but what I, what I want you to do is let them know how to follow you, how to find out more about you, your, with your foundation, with the, uh, the Harlem dreams, uh, website, social media information. Now, now is your, now is, is your time to give that stuff so they can, uh, they can kind of support you. Oh, okay. Well, I appreciate it. Well, if you want to, um, Follow me on any of my social media. Everything is all the same. The, uh, you know, the Twitter and 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 the the Instagram, the Facebook. It's all Lefty Williams, uh, forty two. The number four, the number two. Lefty as at Lefty Williams four two. If you want to know more about the Dare to Dream Foundation, it's leftiesfoundation.com. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it, man. I'm, I'm I stay grounded, man, and, and uh, I'm I'm more. You know, happy to to to, uh, to, to respond and, and and talk, and I I give inspirational stuff every day, each and every day, and uh, that's pretty much it. If you want to know about uh, the Harlem Dreams, my team, uh, you, the all of it is at the Harlem Dreams with an S on the end. That's pretty much it. All right, great. You know, again, our listeners, you know, check out the websites, check check out Lefty. And, you know, we didn't even have the, the time to go through his music career. 
You know, you you don't understand the, yeah. the depth, the depth to, to Harold Lefty Williams. He actually has music out there, and then again, and we didn't even talk about you being a youth pastor. I mean, there's so much to go into, yeah. but these are the good things that you do, and even with the music, it's not about you. You do you you're doing that for no. another purpose, man. To go and 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 kind of send a message out. You were sending a message. Yeah, the music is not for me to be. The music is not for me to be an artist. Um, it's always been in me. The music is is for give people good quality music and hopes that they will support the foundation. You know what I mean? So even by supporting the music projects, you're supporting the foundation because all of that goes towards the foundation. And so that's what it is. I just uh, I've got the music video called In Your Presence that I shot. Uh, we're gonna be shooting soon another one called Just Believe. But yeah, that's 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 what I love. I'm. I'm I can sing and I could be an artist. A couple of years ago, I turned down a, 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 a record deal um, from Ty Scott Records, which is a gospel label. Um, but um, that's all. I do that for the foundation. Uh, you know what? Then again, that that's being selfless and giving so much of yourself. And again, as I said earlier, nothing but the utmost respect for you. And I, I thank you again for coming on the show. And we're going to have you on again and again and again because I think this is this is good for our listeners to not only listen to the show but share with the people around them because when you have someone that, that has this type of inspiration, I think it's important to actually spread the word and pay it forward. Um, so I think, I think that's what we're going to wind up doing, Lefty. Oh, thank you, man. Oh, like I said, I appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity, and, and I just appreciate it, you know? Oh, well, thank you, and, and again, for our listeners, check out, you know, Lefty Williams. Go to, uh, Lefty Will, at Lefty Williams 42 on, on all the social media. Check out the Harlem Dreams. Check out everything he's doing. Show some support, and if you have some sponsors out there, send them to him. You know, because uh, he can use all the help he can get with making everything happen. Uh, but make sure you tune in to the UCW Radio Show as we have on some more amazing guests like Harold Lefty Williams. Uh, but until then, have yourself a fantastic week, and we'll be back with you on the next show. Initiating shutdown sequence. You're listening to UCW Radio in your face. What is your major malfunction? So let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.